Hello, and welcome back to Malahi, a Dream SMP podcast. This is episode 33, and today we'll be discussing Tommy's character, Dream XD, and the impact of Lamanberg. As always, we refer to the characters by name and specify when we're talking about the writers, and we also try to focus more on analysis. Alright, we're back. After Christmas. We took a break for anyone who's not, like, following our Twitter or in our Discord. So that's why there was an episode last week, because... Christmas um, Yeah, so Christmas Eve and Christmas fall on our usual recording days, and then obviously, yeah, people mm-hmm. tend to be busy with family. Yeah, sorry, I, uh, you know, holidays, not a lot of time to edit, you know, but that's okay, because not much happened while we were on. <laughs> Everybody's like, yay, the Lord drops finally over, and then Christmas hits. Yeah, Christmas hits, and suddenly it's like, okay, uh, everyone's busy, no one's doing anything. Uh, so, we did have... And then Bad Boy Palo comes in with plans for a New Year's celebration and a yeah, lot of explosives. Yeah. How many TNT it would take to kill someone in full netherite. Which is, sus. um, you know, <laughs> sus to say the least. <laughs> I'm so sad we didn't end up using this, the Among Us bunker. Yeah, I want the uh, Among Us. Hopefully, it will be used in the future. Maybe we'll get it used now that uh, BBH seems like he's gonna blow them all up. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It does. He did talk about Quackity a lot, so you know, it seems fair to say that Quackity could be uh, what it's for. It would fit in with the fact that the egg finale is supposed to happen sometime. And obviously, Quackity is one of the largest enemies mm-hmm. of the egg at the moment. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that Baz would want to go against him. Yeah, definitely. We haven't seen much from the egg in a while. I mean, there's been like just just mm-hmm. Baz like, yeah, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have the final egg stream in like a month from now, and then it never happened. He saw that like at the end of summer or something. And now it's, it's the in the middle year. of winter now. He's he's oh late my by god. a whole half. Oh my year. god! That when did the when did the red banquet happen? That was so like fucking long ago. Start god. of summer or something. April. God. It has been a really long time. Like when like besides like the main egg lore, what else have we seen? Like um. I mean, there's a lot of prison stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of prison stuff. But as far as the egg, like, what have we seen with the egg? Sam finally went and tested it uh, with, I think, Tommy, Tommy, right? That was a while ago. That was a while ago. Um, Didn't he figured out he couldn't move it, right? Like, it's not, not movable. I think what he found out was that it hurts people when you try and break blocks and that around it, and that um, it's explosion proof. Yeah, there's not much you can do with that you know like you can't explode it to destroy it uh you can't break pieces of it to destroy it there isn't a minecraft mechanic way to move the whole thing unless you somehow get a bunch of pistons underneath (laughs) it and try and just like push it up out of the ground but that sounds like a terrible idea i feel like and it's it's so weird the way that they're like Sam handles the egg because wasn't he a part of like or like wasn't he aware of some of the tests and precautions that they put in place in the first place <laughs> for the egg with like mm. trying to barricade it in surround it with like holy water in case it an obsidian and all it did was absorb it and get stronger. <laughs> it was like what what 
Sam, you're supposed to be smart. I think it was more a case of ish, like its power was concentrated by the obsidian. Mm. So when it was like broken out of the obsidian, it grew at a much faster rate. Yeah. But probably not as much as it would have if, like, it probably didn't grow as much as it would have if it had been allowed to grow uninterrupted from the start, I mean, you know? To, like, to give Sam some credit, it's not like he's doing all those things again. And he, what he's discovered is actually new and wasn't uh, something that would be a could do when they did those original tests. That's true. You could blow up the egg before. It's gotten stronger. It has definitely gotten stronger. <laughs> Which isn't a good thing. <laughs> Unless you want the egg to win and you want the egg to, you know, destroy the server and take over everybody and uh, get some creepy. Man, we don't talk enough about how awesome the egg. Like, okay, well, never mind. We mention it every single time we bring up the egg. <laughs> but honestly, the egg is like a genre, like a like an arc or a concept for a storyline in the Dream SMP is so different to literally everything. The only thing we've had even close to it mm -hmm. was the Dream Hunters, which is where the Egg Pyre arc started because it started with Bad digging a, mm -hmm. a, a, a cave thing for the the, <laughs> the hunt, the Demon the Dream Hunters, mean, which never got used because they only made him do it to get him out of the way. Yeah. But like, that it was the closest we got to this more like supernatural possession type stuff yep. and then we went into the I egg mean, i guess now we've been seeing more of dream xd who is also going the sort of supernatural True. i just find it very funny People. how dream xd just has a thing although it's also a very different for story for some reason he just hates <laughs> him well, it's never explained I like the the theory that uh, Dream XD is the egg, or the egg is connected to Dream XD, and the reason he hates Bad Boy Halo so much is because he thinks Bad Boy Halo like is the one who like royally screwed up his plans, and now he's just like, ugh, this guy, <laughs> all he ever talks about is Skeppy this and Skeppy that, and I just want to support my best friend Skeppy. It, I also interpret it like I think it's the, the opposite. opposite way. Like XD doesn't like. Yeah, XD doesn't like bad because bad works with the egg, and the XD egg. doesn't like the egg, which is because, like they feed on the, the same water from Church Prime, which he's associated with. Yeah, there is the opposite uh, route. I just think um, I don't remember who it was. It might have been Finding Joy. I don't know. Someone on Tumblr was talking about how uh, the Dream XD voice sounds very similar to well, the, uh, the egg voice sometimes and yeah like it is and then to, i think there was like it goes into the egg conversation with foolish it's a very the, the voice the sort of like um how they speak is different yeah it was the um what, what was it oh i remember there was a <laughs> part of it was this big theory the same or, well, the small theory i guess attached yeah, it was that. It was the lullaby, like, music box music that played when Dream XD came out of a nightmare. And then the egg was talking to Foolish or Rambu or someone. And was that music sort of played behind them. And people were like, oh, there's a connection there. There's a connection there. And I was like, well, there's the more obvious idea of just that Dream XD came out of someone who was having a nightmare about the egg. <laughs> Which, you know, that's the pretty basic answer. Uh, I mean... Um, and then there's the more it, conspiracy theory... I, I don't remember <laughs> it very well anymore, because I wasn't paying too much attention, but didn't it happen because 
he got a he was like it sounded like an alarm that told him that bad was going to sleep so he's like oh gotta go i need to go and make bad's nightmares worse i i don't remember if it was no i think it was him coming out of a nightmare not him going into one wasn't it like wasn't he like talking to foolish and then he vanished for a little bit and then he when he came back he's like ah sorry just came out of a nightmare or whatever and that music was sort of playing as he came in and it was i don't know i know i think bad showed up in that stream <laughs> uh at one point and so it might maybe it was bad's <laughs> nightmares dream xd seems to have um xd uh a fascination XD loves <laughs> with ruining his life <laughs> Yeah, he hates him. <laughs> it's awful. It's just like, man, I know you don't like BBH, but like, leave the guy alone. <laughs> but you know, DreamXD says he's pure evil. Claims to be you pure know, evil, and then just gets so sobbed when he calls Foolish a friend. I know, he's so freaking awkward about it. He's just like, well, we're not there yet. <laughs> We're not best friends, uh, but we're friends. It's an upgrade from pet. <laughs> That's true. It is an upgrade. Oh man. Dream XD, the Eggpire, all of the supernatural stuff has a lot of very unanswered questions about it. Like mm -hmm. the Eggpire, there's still a lot. We don't know what's going to happen with that. We don't know what the egg, cause I think a lot of us thought that the egg banquet was going to be like the big finale of the Eggpire arc, but it wasn't. It was supposed. To, I think it was supposed to be like the lead up to something even bigger, yeah. but that hasn't happened yet. So what that is, nobody knows except that it needs people to die. <laughs> um, the revival book, we still have a lot of questions on, even though we're like figuring out how it works. There's a second mysterious book. Uh, we still got Boomer's hat and what that. <laughs> like feels like and connects to the rival book we have whatever the hell sam's Sam problem is with having multiple bodies. bodies um the egg uh dream xd is very very sus other than the fact like all we know really consistently about him is that he uh what he, he's he rules the end the end is his kingdom and he gets very pissed off when you <laughs> suggest he gets pissed off when you be ask for creative him? mode or any sort of flight. I don't, was he pissed off when he asked for creative yes, mode like, or did he oh, just think so it was boring? Oh, so you want to be immortal and have infinite items and infinite flight. And then Fool just sucks back. Oh. Like, well, I might as well just ask. I knew I was going to get it, but I might as well just ask. Yeah, there were things that he asked for that like pissed off uh, Dream XD. It was sort of like kind of pissed off but more like are you are you fucking serious that's really do you really think i'm gonna give you that sort of way yeah uh, what we it's know very... of, uh, like so from what xd's told us he does not have a sense of time so anything he says related to time means nothing don't trust him don't trust his words unreliable narrator um but also he's mentioned He's mentioned to Foolish, he's, he's a fucking dork first off, but he's mentioned to Foolish that um, that everything is his kingdom and that everything is his, anything anyone builds. So that includes 
the overworld. It's not just the end he rules. He rules the overworld. Well, rules over. The overworld. He considers the overworld and everything and this entire server, every person on it, every block that's built or touched or loaded to be his. Yeah, basically. So it's not just the end. Yeah, it's not just the end. He's very... Um, uh, I've, I've described this before. He's very... Like arrogant, but very, very defensive. He's a he's a so, like, baby if boy, you even... Okay, he's only been around for a year. <laughs> he is really defensive now that I think about it. Though, oh, like, yeah. like he's very, very confident and like arrogant and stuff. Because, like, I mean, he's God. He's the only God as far as he's concerned. Like, he doesn't really care about anyone else. He's like, I am God. Uh, I control everything. Everything's mine. Um, don't get sassy with me or I will smite you. But then he gets so defensive anytime anyone even makes a comment that sounds like they, like they think that he can, they can also be good or, um, well, it's more or like, like as powerful. When they question Or if ability. it's criticism. Yeah, if they question him, if they sort of like criticize him, if they even call him like a, sh like a small name, it's like, whoa, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> Uh, foolish when like, he and says that's like you know foolish every time. <laughs> Anything foolish says half of it is I'm gonna kill you for saying that, and half of it is yeah okay you're funny, <laughs> um you're you're a good pet. It's just like okay like and it's a very good like uh I think Dream uh, content creator Dream does a very like good depiction of like that kind of like the only God there is. That isn't like, you know, the like omnipotent. Yeah, he doesn't like, know oh, I am so regal and above everything. No, he's very childish. He's a fucking kid. Like, when I say that he was probably born a year, he's only like an in actuality only about a year old. It's like that. Well, first of all, that's when the Dream and Hunters happened. More like a year and a half. Yeah, that is almost. They were interpreting him as. It, as him being born with the yeah. SMP. I mean, you could interpret it as him having been born when the SMP was created, but I'm thinking of more like... Because, like, I the, um, I don't think Dream's the kind of person who likes to retcon Oh, well, stuff. yeah, I suppose it depends if you interpret it if you interpret it as him being as old in the, as the SMP or him being as old as the yeah, Dream. Yeah, I'm, 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 I believe that his origin started with the Dream Act, because that, that is when the Dream XD account first appeared. And even if it was during... Even if... Mm -hmm. um, he only really came into Concrete Beam during his encounter with Technoway. That's still, like, less than a year old. He's so young. Like, you hear about him talk yeah. about things and how he only knows about stuff because he's watched them happen in other people's dreams. But he doesn't know about things like karaoke and he doesn't know about stuff like what a pet is or what time is. He doesn't know about anything, yeah, actually, really. He's, like, there's so something... naive. There is something interesting about his whole age thing, though, because he says, I'm pretty sure, that he's like billions he, and billions, that's his billions perspective, of years old. He says but that. But he doesn't have a concept which, of time, so anything he says about time, yeah. you just don't, you don't, well, you, you don't trust it, you don't follow it. It's probably wrong. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, there's also the fact that he's kind of like associated with Limbo, and in Limbo, time moves faster. So. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the other you thing. You don't really know... Like, he's talked about, like, having to use up energy to manifest physically. So, presumably, when he isn't manifesting physically in the world, he's somewhere else. He's a disembodied yeah. voice. Whether that's in dreams or it's in limbo. <laughs> there is this whole thing with, like, um... 
Well, we, we all know the timeline on Dream SMP is fucked, to be fair. Um, it's the most scuffed thing Tommy to try in and, 2x you know, time. Wilbur <laughs> apparently has thought, what? The war was a year? Huh? Um, prison arc is normal time. <laughs> wait, wait. I think Hagar was normal Prison time arc is well. normal time. Technos is more. Uh, I think, yeah. See, that's the thing. It's really just, like, Wilbur and Tommy, I think, who have, like, a really scuffed version of time. And whether that's just because they're both people who like to exaggerate. Like, Tommy, like, character Tommy, and I guess CC Tommy as well, I think, kind of does the same thing, which, you know, it's not a bad thing. But, like, they have a tendency, like, they play up mm -hmm. things, right? They, like, they exaggerate. Like, he's like, I was, you were, you were making, you have been, uh... And he always, like, extrapolates. So, like, he could, like, I see one of the quotes that goes around a lot of the time to say that, like, well, Exile was for months. Was that, I guess, Tommy at some point said something like, he's been tormenting me for months. And a lot of people took that to mean specifically Exile. But, honestly, that, that could, could reference his time. entire time yeah. on the Dream SMP. <laughs> right. And it doesn't have anything necessarily to do specifically with Exile. But he is a character who, like, likes to exaggerate. He loves exaggerating and, like, things. He plays things yeah. up, and maybe that's because they do feel that way to him, and he's just a very, um... Emotional. Uh, kind of an over-the-top emotional person, yeah. Um, and Wilbur plays things up for, I think, Dramatics. sort of the dramat- Yeah, the dramaticism of it all. Like, he, he- He- I think Tommy does it out of emotion, Wilbur does it out of dramaticism and making himself- seem like he i think he does it to make things seem more important than they necessarily <coughs> are um oh yeah recently i realized something about mm -hmm. uh tommy's character mm. like are you familiar with the trope uh jerk with a heart of gold yeah that's that's a decent one that's tommy, tommy yeah he's a jerk i mean he's like 99 <laughs> good heart underneath there one heart of gold yeah yeah it's he's one of those characters I mean, that like the heart comes out at when it's most important. Yeah. He's one of those characters that, like, if he was the actual, like, protagonist main character of a book, his sort of, like, course over the series would be, like, he's an absolute, like, jerk at the beginning, and then he goes through all these trials and tribulations, he finds actual friends that he doesn't treat like dog shit, and he sort of grows and becomes a better person by the but end, and sort of, you know, that'd be his, like, yeah, character development in an actual book. But that's story. not how the Dream SMP it's works. It's not how the Dream SMP Yeah, so, that's like, what I was gonna Tommy say. Just kind of a jerk and like he's always yeah. been kind of a jerk and he kind of want to stay as a jerk like he there's a point in time where he literally goes like why am i asking people for stuff i should just steal it i don't want to be a good person so like yeah. he's not it's like, like he's a good he wants to be a good person to his friends he wants to help his friends he wants to make sure his friends are safe and okay and stuff like that, but um, everyone else can basically go fuck themselves with him. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting thing about Tommy, mm -hmm. right? Um, He's like fundamentally a very selfish character. Like, I, over the, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything he's done that's been truly yeah. selfless. It's always, it's a little there there is it's but like, it's limited even when like, he's helping his friends like mm -hmm. it's for the purpose of his yeah. friends are happy and they yeah. keep liking like him he's, and stuff, he's, you know he's well, a bit of a um i say it a lot that he's a bit of a self-centered character that he though to him the world revolves around himself and only the only thing that matters are him and his closest people nothing else does yeah and so hmm. he does tend to 
view the world in sort of like I'm the main character sort yeah. of way. And I think it's only been recently after all of the bad <laughs> shit that happened to him that he's been like, I don't want to be the main character. I don't, I don't want I want off this train. I just want me and my friends and I give a shit about nothing else. <laughs> Fuck off. And he's not like... He's a character that sort of, like, put himself... And I think he says it to Foolish mm -hmm. at one point. Like, how it used to be so easy to say, like, we're the heroes, we're the good guys, they're the bad guys. But now it's obviously, that's not what it is. He's like, they're the... No one's a good guy, no one's a bad guy, or no one's a good guy, everyone's just, like, kind of shit. Um, and it just depends on whose, uh, whose point of view you're looking at. So, like, he's a character who very much started as, like... I'm the big important main character and then over time he's just been like yeah I don't want to do that anymore um how did we get here we were talking about <laughs> Tom we were talking about Dream XD then we jumped all the way to Tommy I can't remember there's a there's a gap in my memory let's see what were we talking about we started with bad and how he plans to probably blow up Quackity um or someone with a lot of nether we got to XD some oh a. we got to XD yeah um, and then we've been talking about Tommy. I was gonna say, what was I gonna say? I had something I wanted to say about Tommy as a character, other than the whole, like, he thinks of himself as the main character bit. What was it? I think, oh, um, he is, like, a. I think we've talked about this before, that he is, like, a self-centered character, yeah. right? Like, his point of view of the world is very centric on himself and the people around him. And it's not necessarily, like, It's not necessarily a bad, a bad thing. thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, it's a character. Yeah. It's a character trait. It's not oh, necessarily like it, a good trait yeah. or a bad trait. Honestly, like a it's lot something of that's like, are. yeah, it's something that's good in, or bad depending yeah. on I mean, circumstances. Like, being only caring about like not 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 being able to like bother to care about people you barely know. It's like that's a pretty that's a pretty normal yeah. trait to be honest. Like. If you were, who are you gonna save from mm -hmm. an oncoming train? The it also means like he tends to be very loyal to stranger you've never met. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Right. Yes. Okay. So Tommy is this sort of self-centric character, as we've all been saying, which puts him in a very interesting sort of opposition to people like Techno and Dream, because Dream and Techno's goals almost universally. Uh, are focused on what they believe the greater yeah. good is like it's not about themselves it's not about mm -hmm. their friends it's about the people as a whole so like techno's whole thing is like government brings yeah. down people in general so i'm gonna get rid of it dream and is I think like that's like when the main things especially with like techno mm -hmm. versus tommy mm -hmm. is tommy's doing things on the small scale how is this going to directly impact me and my closest friends while techno is thinking in the wider scale what are the long-term impacts of this going to be everyone. on for yeah. everyone yeah. here? And that's like uh, Doomsday like getting rid of the sliding scale of. Um, I guess I, if we had a sliding scale of being self-centered to being greater good, Tommy would be at one end and Dream would be at the other. Because like even though Dream has friends yeah. and he really <laughs> cares about those friends, he's still willing to give up those friendships for the greater good. Techno, on the other hand, Techno would be in the middle between the two. Techno wants to do things for the greater good he wants to help other people even if he's not necessarily close to them but he also doesn't want to lose his own people in the process and he's yeah. not willing to give them up and it is interesting to see that um that sort of like foil conflict between them because it is interesting because tommy also um it, it goes to show sort of how they feel about things as well because like when 
uh, for Techno and for Dream, Lamanberg wasn't really a personal thing. Techno Dream kind wanted Lamanberg gone because I, it was like there was a, like, the it was a little bit fueled by personal like motives, but it was also a lot of it was like the bigger the like a lot of it like how do I explain this? The smaller bits mm. of it are that personal thing. Like um, Lamanberg in Dream's point of view probably ruined his life. Um, Techno, it was he and his friend were persecuted by Lamanberg, so it was a personal thing. Techno was literally killed by Lamanberg, and that they wouldn't, they exactly. wouldn't stop until he was permanent dead. So he, it was very personal for Techno on why he wanted to destroy it. Was it was personal, but for Philza, but there was like a, was a government, a bigger thing. ideology behind yeah. it. Yeah, like I think Techno, um, it was like partially a personal thing, a personal safety thing, but it was also like a, a sort of a part of a bigger ideology and his eyes government's bad I think it was an ideological thing but like what sparked him into action yeah. was a personal thing you know? yeah and so like for him and for dream it was sort of like it, it was partially personal but it was mainly or like the bigger sort of like heavier thing behind it was sort of like an ideological um and goal-driven thing like dream it was yeah lamanberg pretty much <laughs> ruined his life but also it was ruining the server and that's what he's in charge of and it's the source of the conflict and he has to get rid of it techno it was yes it was partially that he was like personally persecuted by them along with his friends but it was also that he'd seen what government did to other people he saw what it did to wilbur he saw what it did and to also Schlatt like that and Nikki and prosecution and... sort of proved his point yeah that they were going to keep acting in that way it, it proved to him the personal stuff just sort of proved his greater like already already strong beliefs that government was bad because them persecuting mm -hmm. him and sort of that sort of corruption that had just been persistent throughout lemanberg became like a bigger thing tommy on the other hand all of the things that happened to him he takes personal. as personal yeah. it's never it's never anyone else. It's never um, about some greater good. It's never about. It's never about other people. It's always about him. So like when he goes up, when he's up on the obsidian grid during Doomsday, he asks Dream, "Why did you do this?" He asks, "Why did you target Lamanberg? Why didn't you just go after me?" Yeah, he it's makes like it this about himself. inability to mm -hmm. see the bigger picture. Yeah, it's always. Um, he takes things very yeah. personally. He thinks if someone is doing something, it has to be to, to him, him because it of, has to be yeah. about him and not something else. So, like Dream, initially Dream destroying Lamanberg. Although, admittedly, like to be fair, at that point, that's kind of like what well, Dream was no, trying to like, convince. Before, yeah, and the like, thing is though, before he says that, Dream, before he says that, actually says like, why did I do it? It's a new beginning. He says, um, with every with every destruction mm -hmm. comes a new beginning. And but yeah, just like I'm referring Tommy more to stuff like the XR and everything. This is about him. Dreams literally switches tracks because yeah, Tommy's not gonna listen to him <laughs> for what he says. He's only gonna listen. He's only going to listen to what he thinks Dream should say or what he wants to hear. Yeah. And what he wants to hear is that mm -hmm. the Lamberg was destroyed because Dream was trying to get after him. Yeah, it's another example of Dream playing into what other like other people's values and beliefs and sort of ideologies and the way they see the world. So he's playing into the fact that Tommy thinks that most things that are bad that happen to him or his friends are because of him. Which, honestly, someone get that kid some therapy. <laughs> 
I haven't really thought about this though now. But yeah, I haven't really thought about this by now. But that is actually really, like, really sad that in Tommy's view of the world, it began as something sort of like selfish and how like everything revolved around him, everything like everything was for him, and if you're not on his side, then you're in his way, and blah 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 blah. And it was more of a selfish thing. But now after like all of the trauma and the bullshit that he's been through, um. And I want to say that some of this is going to be Wilbur's fault. Because okay, Wilbur definitely honest, played into Lauren, this. It's probably Wilbur's fault as well. He probably he spent a Wilbur really traumatized the shit out of the kid. Octavia. But it is interesting to see. <laughs> and Wilbur did. Wilbur does have this whole sort of thing about narratives. Yeah. And it's very black and white thinking oh, about being God. either the good yeah. guy or the bad guy. And we have seen some hints that even if Tommy used to believe that, he doesn't really. Like, he's starting to not believe it anymore. Yeah. Which is some interesting character development. Yeah. Although we haven't seen much of it. Yeah. It's just interesting to see how Tommy went from... Um, he's, he's kept this sort of, like, self-centric world point of view. But it's gone from very sort of selfish and it's all about me, 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 to it's all about me. And that means everything's my fault. <laughs> and I don't want it to be about me anymore. So he still, like, thinks of everything in terms of himself, but it's, like, it, it's this weird sort of, uh, how do I, what, what is it called? I want to see, like, he's got, like, a persecution complex where he thinks everyone's after him, which he does. He does have that to some extent. It's just, you know, fueled by truth, because um, there are a lot of people out for him. Uh, but it's, <laughs> like, uh, I don't want to say it's, like, a guilt complex. A victim complex, maybe? I don't know. It's interesting to me that he's gone and, like, sort of adapted or uh, grown this, like, issue of being, like, terrible things happening to the world around him. And in his eye, it's always because of him. Mm. Exile was because of him. Uh, Lamanberg getting destroyed in Doomsday was because of him. Wilbur getting revived. And I think Wilbur getting revived was because of him. Ghost for Dying was because of him. And I'm sure... Uh... Man. No, that's just really sad. That is kind like, of sad. Not gonna lie. It's really sad. Like, I don't I don't usually think about, you know, like, Tom, everyone knows Tommy's, like, trauma, right? Like, traumatized, right? Like, that. that's... 90% of the fandom defines him, <laughs> his one personality trait, as being traumatized. Which, by the way, is terrible characterization, guys. He's it's either traumatized more than that. or annoying, or traumatized and annoying. Yeah, he's got way... Is what, like, half the fandom considers Yeah, like, I don't even like Tommy's character super much. Like, I think he's kind of boring. But there is more to his character and his character's personality mm. than just traumatized and annoying. Honestly, like... I do actually quite like Tommy's character. I just think my main issue is that his character has been mm. pretty stagnant. But I think a lot of that is just because of not they're not being him not having much opportunity also, to C. C. you know Tommy do anything or be in conflicts that <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't. I think. But it's not having much opportunity to get into conflicts or interact with characters that would Positive push growth. character like, development. I think Sparrow really sort of put it back that. He gets worse, and then he recovers from getting worse, and then he gets worse again. Yeah, yeah it's like um, it's a constant cycle. Mm. I don't know, he's it's one step. Yeah, he's very much two stuck in back. a cycle, mm. and it is kind of like I feel like uh, 
for him to be like a proper likable character in like to, to me mm-hmm. is if something happens that causes like a large shift mm-hmm. in his opinions mm. because one of the things that is sort of frustrating about him is how he'll get this idea or of something and then just mm. stick with that yeah and not really change it very much. He's a very like for instance something that's maybe like him properly standing up to Wilbur. That would be really interesting to see, and it'll be a really interesting bit of character development. So that's something that I think would be cool to see in the future with this character. Mm-hmm. But like, he's a... but it, it's one of those things where <laughs> he doesn't listen. Tommy is a, a character that listens to other people. He he listens to himself and occasionally to Tubbo. But he'll like if it the Tubbo doesn't agree with him, he's gonna just stick with himself basically and the one person he did listen to was terrible to listen to and that was wilbur so (laughs) yeah not a good influence honestly i think tommy has this thing where he's sort of very much a follower Mm. rather than a leader yeah i think that's the source of a lot of his problems i think that's that's fair it's like everyone's like oh uh like tobo's the one that's the push ever now and that was tommy just because he like doesn't go along with what people say a lot doesn't mean that he's not like more of a follower. He looks to other know? people for guidance. Like Tubbo's the one that has like all these yeah. plans and stuff that he comes up with himself self, and carries out, and he's the one that like tells mm. people to do things for him. Mm. Compared to Tommy, who against like, that maybe demanding stuff. Tommy's like, very good at even when he's technically like in some kind of leadership mm. role. He's like being in charge of the hotel he, yeah, he doesn't really himself. do yeah he's not much good at like... that even when he has technical <laughs> underlings he's not good yeah. at like um responsibility stuff but also like being able like he just, yeah. just doesn't have the know-how really or the experience and he doesn't have any precedent for like being an actual proper leader he's just sort of following along to what other people are doing even though he doesn't um like he doesn't listen to orders necessarily but it is interesting to think of him in a follower and leader capacity because Tommy usually gets made the leader, right? Like when they were prepping for Doomsday, people, he, I don't know if he just sort of established himself as in charge, but people seem to like think of him as the one in charge of defending Doomsday or defending Landberg, I should say. And it is interesting to see him because he's very much, he like early on, I think he tries to put himself in places of leadership to some extent right like he likes being listened Mm -hmm. to and it is part of that sort of like selfish Mm -hmm. thing where like he thinks the world sort of revolves around him so he's like i want everyone to listen to me um and he's still like that right like he (laughs) demands people listen to him and very rarely listens to anyone else but he's not and he does have some kind of like charisma about him that does sort of play into play well into being the leader right like he's got a He's got a force of spirit behind He's him. Loud so enough obviously, that no one else people can. don't have a choice yeah, but to listen you, to him. People can't um, um, speak over him. But he's not good at leading. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think part of it is like he's not oh, proactive. Yeah. He's very basically. reactive. Yeah. Unless it's about to, unless he's about to get clout, in which case mm. he will go and kill Dream for the clout. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But like, yeah. It's... He tends to just like react to stuff that's happening. Like, oh, Technoblade and Filza and Dream are going to attack the Manberg. We have mm-hmm. to defend the Manberg. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's not a very proactive character, is he? He's usually... And even, like, if you compare, like, how he reacted, like, how he what he did after he and Tubbo decided to go after Dream, compared to what Tubbo did. Because he, like, got mm-hmm. actual gear and stuff, and presumably clacked the stuff to hire puns. Mm-hmm. And then Tubbo built Neek. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of those two was being a lot more proactive. One of those two is not like is... the other. He is a very, like, reactionary. I feel like the recent developments with, um... Last I remember, at least, he was speaking with Filza and that whole schmack. Um, I think, I think, like, Filza's, mm-hmm. Filza's advice isn't necessarily, like, good for his situation, but it is general life it's advice. It's like, it's not, uh, to be honest, I never ended up watching yeah, that show because I, I wasn't um, interested in watching it. Um, but from what I know of his advice, wasn't it basically, like, you can't keep, like, holding on to these same sort of like coping mechanisms that haven't worked for you in the past and also you need to actually learn the like the proper lesson of hey people are above items something i thought he learned ages ago but apparently didn't i mean Um, he he tried to he recognized that it was wrong to consider the discs above tubbo so that's why he gave the discs to dream but then he tried to like he, he almost put the discs above Tubbo again during the finale. He just, he hesit he hesitates. Yeah. And like, yeah, he makes the right choice in the end, but that hesitation still matters. Like, both of those things matter. Like, the fact that he makes the right choice, that matters. But the hesitation to make the right choice very mm-hmm. much matters. And it's exactly why he's not a yeah. hero. Like, he, he... Because he cannot put himself... is to save the people. It's to save what he cares about yeah. most. And, like, there can be heroes that are like that, right? Like, those ones that, like, struggle to do the right thing. And that's, like, the own very inspirational story of, like, the person who does the right thing but struggles to do so. Because it's a very real, like, character. Like, a lot of people in real life, like, don't just do, like, they aren't, like, shining paragons (laughs) of goodness. They struggle to make the right decisions every single day. So it makes Tommy, like, a very realistic character in that sense. But it does make him annoying as hell (laughs) for a lot of people. Because it's like, no, obviously the choice you should make is to save your Mm -hmm. friend. Why are you hesitating? Mm -hmm. This should not be something you hesitate on. But it is very human of him. And, you know, it it fits very well with a character who struggles to think of other people other than himself to do that. And, like, the few times that he does... You know put others above himself they are very important like him giving up the discs to establish uh the independence of lamanberg that was important um him giving the discs why is it always the discs because he considers the discs his most important item and so like nothing else matters except the discs Well, hi there! Welcome to the episode Midpoint and the Mellow High Spotlight. If you're new, this is where we shout out a content creator from the Dream SMP fandom who create art, write, analyze, and theorize. If you know any fan content creators who deserve a little more attention, make sure to let us know by commenting on our YouTube channel, adding us on Twitter, or joining our Discord server so that they might have a chance of being in the spotlight themselves. This week's spotlight is focusing on a really impressive animator by the name of Red Wee Woo on YouTube. 
Red has made a lot of different animatics for the Dream SMP about a large variety of characters, but their most impressive work so far is one that manages to cover almost the entirety of the events of Season 3, including the Eggpire, Lost Nevadas, the Prison, Snowchester, and the Nukes, and Wilbur's Revival. Almost every character who's been present in lore over the season shows up at least once, all in sync and tied into the lyrics of the song that they chose to accompany it. The animatic is called The Search, and it manages to really wonderfully cover the events of the server, multiple character stories and arcs, and the relationship between them. Every frame and scene has importance to it, and the characters are really amazingly portrayed, as well as having unique character designs. Additionally, they have some other animatics that you are definitely going to want to check out. From Ode to a Father, Memoriam, Topo's Dreams, Polo and Pan, The Tribute to El Rapids, all of these are basically bangers that you should check out. If you want to, you can actually go and look them up at Red Wee Woo on YouTube, or if you want to check out some of their writing as they do that as well, you can check them out at the same name on Archive of Our Own. Thanks for listening, and back to the episode. Uh, Alright, we're back. We had some minor technical difficulties, yeah, but we're just gonna record the rest of the episode now. Not too much longer that we need to talk. We were talking about Tommy and how <laughs> uh, he's sort of a self-centered character, which, you know, that's fine. That's kind of like a lot of people in real life are mm -hmm. like, that's not necessarily a bad thing as long as, you know, you make the right decisions in the right moments. And Tommy does do that, even mm -hmm. if he hesitates between, you know, the discs and... It, it takes a while, it takes a while, but he gets there eventually. Yeah. He's got very, very strong emotional attachment to those discs <laughs> and, uh... Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of it is, like, what they represent to him. Mm. Yeah. They're sort of symbolic of, like, the early SMP before the Manberg and all the wars His and victory. chaos and yeah. angst. Clout. Mm -hmm. It is kind of interesting, um, <laughs> that, uh... Yeah, I know, like... We all know that, like, character Tommy's, like, 17 at this point, right? He's not really, like, a complete mm. child I mean, he's anymore. almost 18. Yeah, he's not really... Like, he's still young, right? And so, like, he, you know, no one should expect him or literally any of the characters on the SMP except, like, you know, Wilbur, Phil, Foolish, the mm. people who are immortal. As a general rule, like, <laughs> in real life, your brain doesn't finish developing until, like, around 24. Mm. And I think, like, the last bit of the brain that finishes developing is the part that controls like impulse and decision making yeah so yeah so yeah so no one should be most of the dream smb characters are very bad at making decisions yeah and no one should yeah. be expecting them to for be a reason logically yeah. mature people but tommy's like interesting because like he was the youngest for a while and everyone in the fandom tends to give him this sort of like he's a child and it's, it's so not weird really... when you see people drawing him like he's like a ten-year-old, like ten yeah. heads shorter than and Dream he's like one of the, the tallest height. people. Yeah, but it's not really he that is. he's a child it's so weird. because he's not a child anymore. He's a teenager. Dream must be fan artist. Red flags, drawing character Tommy shorter than everyone else. And it, like, come on, the guy is tall in real well, life. I'm thinking literally the only person taller than him would be Wilbur and Rambo, and some other people. And bad boy Halo, but um. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is I think the reason that he gets such a rep as being a child is not because he's actually a child, but because he's childish. Which is yeah. not exactly the same thing. Because um, an adult or like a late teenager to be childish is not a good thing. <laughs> he's, 
he's not like very responsible, which is funny because he yells at uh, Dream when he's chasing him around. He's like, you have the revive book. You're not responsible. You shouldn't have it. It's just like, okay, Tommy. <laughs> You're not responsible <laughs> either. That's a pot calling kettle black. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't disagree <laughs> based off of ever. Like, I could understand. Like, that is not the, the, uh... I don't know, that is not the call I would make if I was trying to convince someone to not, like, use me for necromantic experiments. My my response would not be, like, you have the power of a god, you have to be responsible of it. No, that, I, I would be, like, what's wrong with you? That is not something you can do to another person. That's not okay. It's like, that's not good. That There's no purpose that that fulfills that is a good thing. And No, Tommy goes, you're not responsible. You shouldn't have this power. It's like, okay, Tommy, take it from him. What are you gonna do about it, man? Like, that is not. <laughs> Tommy makes some very interestingly weird, like not good arguments, <laughs> and he's just—he's a childish mm -hmm. character, which it, I would say is sort of a character lot, though, flaw like... because it's not like you can be kind of childish and be like, um, like childish can be a good thing, right? Like it can be like, oh well, he—they're like imaginative and they're kind of—it's mm. like a—it's kind of adorable sometimes, but. He's like childish in the wrong way. He's got like like the spoiled. Um, everyone should part of it to me. Kind of thing. I think we actually mentioned this the last episode or the episode before. And actually, I'm not sure which one it was, but we mentioned in the recent episode mm -hmm. the fact that both Tommy and Dream have the same thing of like preferring the early SMP and trying to go back to it, although it manifests in very different ways. Mm -hmm. And for Tommy, it's becoming very attached to the sort of like the discord narrative of him against dream and this idea that dreams the villain and he is the hero yeah and it's always been about him dream and the discs because that's when he thinks about the early smp he when he thinks about the time that he was happiest that he thinks what about he thinks the about yeah i want to say that actually a lot of the early smp members want to go back to early smp days i don't blame them everything's just gotten worse and worse and worse mm -hmm. <laughs> like when you think about yeah, it i like... guess but dream and tommy are especially noticeable because it informs their actions a lot yeah i also they stream well they stream a little bit more um they don't <laughs> dream doesn't stream but tommy does stream a little bit more than some of the other og members yeah um and he's always in character pretty much when he's on the SMP, but mm -hmm. his character's like half him, so whatever. Um, it's not important <laughs> right now. Um, it is interesting though. Uh, yeah, he'll be just like winning around doing like random stuff, and then he'll drop like a line of lore that has everyone panicking mm -hmm. or making <laughs> angst or something. And then he'll make like and a then real just go life, right back like, to shenanigans. shenanigan comment. Yeah, it's it's. It's hard to keep track of what is actually Tommy and what is character. Wasn't there a scene one of his like a bit in one of his streams where he was like talking about Dream and he was like, "Oh, Dream's great," and then he's like, "Oh wait, no, we're we're role playing. I hate yeah. Dream. We're still in lore. Dream sucks." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's done that before. But he does tend to slip in and out of character yeah. a lot. It's just yeah. interesting to look at like um, how the different characters like. Uh, I, I I made a post about this a while ago on Twitter. I asked people, it was like. You know, a lot of people say that Lemanberg was supposed to make the server better, right? It was like supposed to free people from tyranny, it was supposed to make people happier, it was supposed to be a place of freedom and friendship and family. And I made this tweet being like, you know, Lemanberg claimed to do all these things, 
but did it actually improve the lives of literally anyone? Like, not just Lemanbergian citizens, but anyone? And no, it did flat out did it. It just drove a bunch of people into conflict rather than just, you know, one versus one or like two v two, one v two sort of things. It, it turned small conflicts Instead of personal into a grudges, matter of. It turned into like war. Yeah. It's like, it's less feuding with your neighbor now and more feuding with an entire other like civilization and government with armies. <laughs> and it's just like, wow. Um, Lemanberg didn't improve hot shit. Like, I don't think there's a single person who could say that Lemanberg, like, had a positive effect on its members. And I guess part of that depends on, like, where you draw the line of, like, well, this is whose fault it is for everything. Because, like, some people are going to say, well, well, Lemanberg was fine. It's literally just the fact that Dream didn't want it to exist that created conflict. Which, you know, there's not really truth that's to that. First off, that's wrong. There's not really truth to he that. He didn't care if Lemanberg existed. What he didn't like was that they were exclusionists. Yeah. And isolationist mm. and didn't want half the it's members like, of the server to and to be able to like go into Lemanberg at all. It's like if imagine this in like a real life AU. It's like Wilbur set Walked up into Dream's house. A hot dog van in a public park. Mm-hmm. Then Sapnob got up and reported him for not having a proper permit to have a hot dog van in a public park. And in response Wilbur got the local teenagers to help him barricade the public park and when Dream came along and said hey that's a public park you can't stop people from coming in just because you don't like them Wilbur went no you're a tyrant yeah yeah basically so, yeah, yeah but it does depend because some I people guess do view this, it more of Dream's a... like part of a local council or something <laughs> there there are there are people who view it more um on the side <laughs> of well Lamanberg, okay, Lamanberg making Lamanberg wouldn't wasn't you know great or whatever, but Dream could have just not interacted or whatever. Like some people have this viewpoint, like well if Dream had just not declared war on them, then everything would have been fine, which is also not true because, and I do kind of understand that point because again, I mean it he didn't declare where you war the line, right? in response to them declaring that they weren't going to follow any of the rules. Right, like I'm not yeah. saying that necessarily this viewpoint is the most correct. Like I don't personally agree with it. I'm just playing, I guess, devil's advocate. But like I can understand how some people will be like, well, um, maybe Lemanberg threw the first shot, but Dream's the one who reacted and threw the next shot, and sort of that like um, is like uh two wrongs don't make a right or whatever kind of philosophy of like well maybe Lemanberg's like founding wasn't great but Dream's the one who declared war on them and so some people think that means that you know Lemanberg would have created positivity if it hadn't been for Dream interfering but again I don't really think that's true if even if you because once you get past the Lemanberg war you get an election and that's like that was supposed to be a fraudulent (laughs) election run by Wilbur and Tommy so that they could win like if you just completely took Dream out of the equation like he went on holiday basically right before Lemanberg started and just got so distracted they never come back like he'd still have stuff happening Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, and shit still went wrong. Like, Dream wasn't on the SMP at that point in time, and st- shit still went wrong. It's not- Dream's not the problem here, obviously. Yeah, it's just mm. interesting, because I was like, well, what, like, has Lemanberg, like, done anything positive? And a lot of the response I got to that was like, well, Lemanberg didn't have a chance because everyone else kept, like, stopping them. And I was like, that's- I can see no, how you'd like, say a that. Of, like, downtime, didn't they? Yeah. Because- I mean, I think- yeah, I think a lot of the good stuff Lamanberg did, like it didn't need to be Lamanberg didn't need to be there for that stuff to happen because it was just 
people being friends with each other. Yeah. You yeah, you don't need a nation to be friends with your friends. Exactly. You don't need mm. part of yeah, the same country. Actually, didn't Lamember quite literally divided everyone because Tubbo and mm -hmm. Sapnap used to be friends, and then Lamember made it so that they couldn't be friends anymore because otherwise he'd be colluding with the enemy. Nikki wanted to be friends with Eric, but then Wilbur's coming like, you shouldn't be speaking with <laughs> Eric, he's a traitor. Wilbur's just a jealous <laughs> hoe. I don't know how else to explain that. 95% yeah. of the problems on the server actually originate with Wilbur having a low self-esteem and a narcissism problem. AU, <laughs> AU where instead of having a war, Dream just tells Wilbur that he has to go to therapy <laughs> and then nothing ever goes wrong on the server. <laughs> And it's just like, I, like I'm not gonna say that Dream didn't cause any problems on the server because he definitely exasperates. Uh, exa exasperates. That's the word. I mean, he caused definitely... as much problems as your average Dream SMP character. Yeah, like nothing's not every like. I don't think you could really look at any of the characters and be like everything is their fault because it's yeah. not true. Like it, it's a lot of them like playing because that's not yeah, like, the truth even in if like Wilbur real life. wasn't causing problems, Flat would have come along, caused, started causing problems. Quackity could have ended up causing problems at some point. Yeah, like everyone you on know? the SMP like contributes to the issues of the SMP. Like Sam would have probably gone down the whole power trip route anyway if he, he had the opportunity on the to get power. power. Let's be honest. He was already out there trying to get power. He wanted to revive Schlatt so he could have power. The whole bad like, the, the egg, the bad you'd still have the bad wanting to take over the server, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's just like yeah, you can't really I just think it's interesting. Uh, Badlands is underrated, guys. I, I think Badlands is super underrated. <laughs> Badlands are cool. They're the most for a while they were probably the most powerful faction on the Dream SMP solely because mm -hmm. they were friends of Dream. <laughs> I just think it's interesting to think about the SMP and sort of like the different characters and the nations they've created and whether they've actually achieved anything that, especially Lemanberg, if they actually achieved anything they said they would, because Lemanberg didn't help anybody. Like I guess, like it didn't Bad provide anything that they. Lemanberg as an institution. It. Yeah. Like Lemanberg as an institution never really helped you. Lemanberg as a group of people did. Yeah, it's, it's nothing mm. that could have... Nothing that Lemanberg achieved as an institution or whatever could only be possible. Achieved and as no, Nothing that Lemanberg positively achieved that had a positive effect on the server <laughs> couldn't have happened without Lemanberg. So, like, all of those characters could have yeah. still been friends. All those characters still have still interacted. The only thing that wouldn't have happened is you wouldn't have things like Doomsday or November 16th. Or, or the Bajor Yeah, you can't exactly like, destroy a friend group by blowing up their the place that they hang at, you yeah. know? Like ninety five percent of the large conflicts later on in SMP, other than like the mm -hmm. disc war, are literally because of factions, factions and government. And if you didn't have those yeah. on the SMP, this is things why would be fine. The <laughs> is the best faction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely, because the syndicate's <laughs> more like a optional club syndicate's a book club it's not a, it's club. not a government it's a book yeah, it's club. not a government um no but that's <laughs> i want to say though that the badlands set out to achieve power and then they built a fucking prison yeah badlands did achieve what they set out for didn't they <laughs> <laughs> too bad i guess a bit from like the bad stream that he did after the prison break where he's like i was i think it was ant for stream i think it was ant for us where he's like we owned dream 
Oh, that was Anne Frost. Yeah, Bad says it in Anne Frost stream, I think. Yikes. I, mean, I think Anne Frost I can't Frost remember you said it. I don't know it was in that stream. That's such a yikes statement. You can't own people, guys. And I think Aunt Frost was the one who said that, but it, like, it goes, like, the whole reason the prison was built in Bad's backyard, or, like, Bad let the prison be built in his backyard, was because Dream said that the prison would be under Badland's power. Mm -hmm. And it sure was. Mm -hmm. Sam's. It sure was. <laughs> like what he did with it. Oh god, we can't rant about Sam again. Sam is... <laughs> we need to have somebody else on. There's We're gonna have to do like a whole awesome other episode that I've been reading. at some point, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're pretty close, but I, I just want to say that there is this amazing fanfiction by this out-of-the-blue C-Dream and C-Sam analyst that I haven't ever seen, but just popped out after Ant's last stream. But, um, I love you, whoever you are, I love you. You are just amazing. Just the, the character interpretation is fucking phenomenal and it is called uh let me pull it up let me pull it up we're having a spotlight in the episode guys Breaking we are having news. a spotlight in the episode this is on ao3 fan fiction <laughs> and it is called where lies the strangling fruit it is currently at chapter five and it's basically about all the moments in the prison between dream and sam that we don't see it's canon compliant and it is oh my god i am Mm, I want it. It makes me want to shake Sam more than I already do. Uh, if if we are doing fix shout outs, I'm going to shout out one of my own fix that I posted recently. It's about Dream and puns after Dream gets out of prison, and it's called Bunker Pasta. Anyone else want to shout something? It is the me? closest thing I can write to fluff. The only fan. <laughs> There's multiple references to torture. The only fan fiction <laughs> I've been reading lately isn't Dream SMP. <laughs> So I'm not gonna shout any out, but uh, well there you go. Okay. We got some fanfic recommendations oh, I've, for everybody. I've been reading like Harry Potter spite fic. I've been reading. <laughs> like it's always so funny when they just like explicitly like insult JK's writing <laughs> inside the story. I've just been uh. Like it's a, such a fun genre. I've been enjoying some Marvel fanfiction recently. And some Disney, because I've watched Disney movies recently. Whatever, anyway, that's not important. that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the episode, everybody. Um, actually, Fun. if you guys have any uh, fix that you like or you'd like to recommend or that you've written yourself, drop them in the comments section. Feel free, leave them in the comments, put them, reply to the Twitter post about this episode with them, whatever. Yeah. Give us stuff. Or actually, on our spotlights. Discord, we have a channel for fan content. So if you're on our Discord, stick it in there. See ya. Bye. See you. Bye. Well, thanks for listening to the 33rd episode of Mohi, and we hope you enjoyed it. If there's any topic you'd like to hear us discuss, feel free to leave a comment or find us on Twitter at Mohi Podcast, where you can also ask us questions or just get updates about a new episode. We also have a Discord server that you can find a link to in the description. See you next time.